0: Just as a warning, the following podcast contains some bad language, so if you're easily offended, I'd probably switch off now. You twat. Martin Westgate here, the host of the Sense of Humour Podcast. You join us today with uh, Kira Jack. We have a little chat with Kira. Um she had some exciting news which I wasn't aware of when we when we started the podcast. That was that was a nice revelation. Um I think this is a good one to to sort of if you if you think about doing comedy or you're worried about uh which way your career's going in comedy, um, it's you know, very fledgling stages. Um that you 've got options you know you don't have to definitely move and and go to the big cities you can do it if if you're happy to travel and we talk about that at quite a length actually so I think um from that point of view this is a, a good podcast to speak to and um she's a little bit different um to what we use what we've had on before um you know I'm not saying here it isn't entertaining um but beforehand we've had sort of entertainers on where we're just sort of doing jokes for jokes sakes with Kira has a bit more of a point to prove or a bit more of a um it's a bit more subtext with, with Kira's jokes which I think was was interesting to talk through as well um and she's very good at impressions which I think is great um but yeah we'll we'll, um, we'll play a little bit of Kira's set so you can get a sense of what she's about and then we'll just go into the chat enjoy
1: probably because my parents aren't British. Uh, my dad's Irish. Woo! Northern Irish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it gets quite a big cheer. There's a few people outside. I like that up north, it does tend to get a cheer. Down south it never gets a cheer because people go, no, that's not fun Island."
0: <laughs>
1: fun Island. they have big tall Guinness hats. Your hats have eye holes cut
0: out. <laughs> Oh hi Kara, how how you
1: doing? Oh hi Martin, yeah I'm good, thank you. How are you?
0: I'm good, thanks. Yeah, thanks, thanks for joining us.
1: No worries, I'm not that busy, obviously.
0: <laughs> <laughs> let's let's start with that question. How have you found lockdown and trying to keep yourself sane? How's how's that been going?
1: Um, it's been interesting. So I'm self-employed, so dishy rishi has basically been I've I've basically been a benefit scrounger. I've not had work. <laughs> um, so i have basically been shooting my own Channel Five documentary by existing. Um, yeah, it's I've, I've <laughs> been all right. Uh, I'm in a one-person flat. Um, it's yeah. I went back to Essex for a little bit, uh, the land of rain. Um, <laughs> I've just but to be honest, it's it's not been too bad. There's a nice thing about Norwich is all my friends are kind of here. So you know, we had socially distanced chats and hangouts, and I had my birthday in lockdown as well. Turned twenty-seven oh. in lockdown. Um, oh,
0: twenty-seven club. Oh.
1: oh yeah, dangerous. You know, dangerous. you know how rock, rock and roll it is here in Norwich. Um, definitely,
0: and it is definitely a rock and roll comedy scene in Norwich. You know, two, I'm in twenty-seven club as well, so we're both.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean,
0: do the year right. That's gonna be the thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, the amount of cocaine circulating in humour is just outrageous.
0: I keep that quiet, jeez.
1: Scarface of comedy, right here. <laughs> if Scarface were a, a lot of plaid, yes. for those of you who don't know, Martin wears a lot of plaid.
0: <laughs> and i go around saying say hello to my little friends, but that's getting me into a lot of trouble for other reasons now.
1: But... <laughs> But yeah, no. It's to be honest. Um, there's been some personal excitements. Um, oh, um, I got a script shortlisted uh, for a thing for ITV for the Tell Her Vision thing. That was cool. That was a bit of excitement. Really cool. in That's I pretty- wrote, so I, I wrote a television script in lockdown, and I've been sending that out. So I guess yeah, that I did have some peaks, some highlights.
0: Yeah. Can you say much about the television script? Is what was what's it about? What's what's the what's the crack?
1: What's the crack? Uh, The crack is 90. Uh, It's uh, called Balcony View. It's um, about someone who's a pharmacist who is jaded in their work and wants to become a counsellor. And it is every episode starts and ends with her chatting with her neighbours on their balconies. And um, yeah, it's female uh, led cast. Um, It's obviously because it's me, it's very dry. And rude and all that good stuff, and it seems to have done well. So I'm quite pleased with that.
0: That's good. I think I think you're going to struggle because there's a lot of pharmacist-based comedies on the telly right now. Yeah, so there's just
1: so many. I know it's just trying to elbow my way through. <laughs> yeah, I, on... I like the
0: idea. It starts and finishes a balcony. That's quite a nice little sort of brings it to a complete circle. That's that's cool. Thank
1: you. Thank you. Yeah, it's um. Yeah, it's it's done quite well, like and the people who've seen it and it got shortlisted. So I'm it feels like a bit of bit of progress. But honestly, when we went into lockdown and all my gigs were cancelled, I was like, Well that's stand up over there. I guess <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'll just never do comedy again. But yeah, yeah so that was I like that. <laughs> Yeah. But then then you've started doing comedy again. So you've you've allowed us all to be massive attention seekers again. Yeah. So
0: thank you. <laughs> that's, that's you're more than welcome. And and yeah, obviously you're gonna be doing the next Giggles in the garden, which will be which will be fun. Um so with with stand up and with with your with your writing now, you you know, you're a writer. Um, oh, yeah no. what what do you prefer? Is it do you do you like the stand up, do you like the writing? Obviously it's very exciting that you've just been shortlisted for stuff like that, but what, what's the aim then, I suppose, is really what's, what's, what's the plan for Kira Jack going forward?
1: Uh, to do both. Like, I never wanted to just, like, pigeonhole myself into one thing. And I've never been like that anyway. Like, I've always struggled to kind of... There's something, like, you see with influencers on Instagram. They have, like, this thing that they do. That's their brand, their thing. And as a result, it's easier for them to accumulate kind of followers because they'll have a certain style, angle. I've always struggled because I have so many interests, like I love politics, I love doing voices, mocking people, I love talking about my family, I've just always struggled to really pigeonhole and put myself into one thing. So to be honest, i have just kind of continuing with that trend and doing, oh, I'll do a bit of writing, I'll do a bit of stand-up, I'll do a bit of illustration and, yeah. Oh
0: yeah, I've seen seen drawings on on, on the gram as well, you are very... I'm going to blow smoke up your ass now. But you're very talented. You seem like I'm just going to do that, and then you just you, you do that, and you're very good at doing that. So that's that's nice. Oh,
1: thank you. That's a what a lovely thing to say.
0: I know. Um, blow I like all your, the smoke like up my
1: ass I you my want. <laughs>
0: Pardon? I don't like your hair, so let's just balance it out. Let's. Yeah, just as
1: I was like, you look shit. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, if only your face matched your abilities elsewhere. <laughs> Um, it's <laughs> lovely thing to say. Yeah, I've kind of, I've really struggled to like narrow it down what I want to do. So at the moment, and I've kind of the people I look up to, like Dylan Moran, Clive James, people who do a lot of things. I kind of figure, well, there's no harm in doing a few things. I just maybe need to stop being sort of jack of all tra- Oh, jack of all. Tra-
0: ah, oh, that should have been
1: my fringe show.
0: Well, you can You couldn't. Look. There's no- nothing's <laughs> happening this year, so write it for next year. <laughs>
1: But I just kind of, yeah, I just tend to just spam my social media accounts with just misc shit I'm doing. <laughs> um, that's good. Yeah, so that's the the future really. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Like, <laughs> like prior to lockdown, I had like, I really wanted to do gigs in um, Berlin and Amsterdam. I wanted to do continental gigs and I still want to do that. So I think when we can travel again, I definitely want to go abroad and do stuff like that. I kind of like the Eddie Izzard thing of... um trying your hand a bit of international stand-up and maybe even doing a bit in their language and seeing where it goes um again they're struggling to focus on one thing (laughs) (laughs) i'm literally that kid in the classroom that like can't sit down and is like running (laughs) around and being a pain in the ass (laughs) like sit down that is what my career is like (laughs) and it's not a career it's uh it's basically i don't know a bit of a i don't know a career sneeze on a map (laughs) (laughs) just lots of different things uh with no particular focus
0: i think that's good i think then eventually you'll find or you'll find what you're uh, you know brilliant at or you'll uh you'll just have fun along the way and i think that's probably the the main thing isn't it just having fun along the way and yeah just it's not dying (laughs)
1: that's that's one reason i stayed in norwich is um because there's so much opportunity to do creative things like it's easy for me to like go to gigs in Scotland up north and London from this point so that's why I've never really moved and also like there's just a lot going on here so if you want to do if you want to go and do script writing class or like go to a pottery class or something you can just do it here and I think that doesn't help with the not focusing thing because has a (laughs) lot to offer in that regard so um yeah, I don't know why I just started ranting about how good Norwich. I'm doing your work for you here, Martin. Yeah, no, going on, oh, Norfolk is right good. It's
0: <laughs> exactly what this podcast is all about. So that's fantastic that we've got it in. There we five go.
1: Minutes. There we go. So i could be your hype man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and to be fair, you are, you're probably the first person to almost imply that travelling is easy from Norwich. I think everyone else has just gone. It takes any you know ages to get anywhere. Look, it took me three hours to get to Kings Lynn the other day, but you're the first person to go. Oh, I can get to Scotland from Norwich. Yeah, easy job done. like this.
1: <laughs> I think it's as well being half American. Like Americans have a weird kind of um, scaled up version of what it means to take a short amount of time. And I've definitely inherited that. Like to me, it's not a big deal to go two hours for a gig. Yeah. Whereas I know, yeah, and I'm oh, trust me, I'm not saying Greater Anglia are brilliant by any like oh my god so to get to scotland from norwich once you get to peterborough you're fine because it takes four hours to get to edinburgh which is insanely quick um or three hours to get to newcastle which is very very quick uh the journey to peterborough which is not that far away takes like nearly two hours
0: yeah
1: it's so yeah we're in like this weird kind of rural bump that sticks out and is for some reason basically in the bronze age to <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, oh. Don't get it twisted. I definitely, I'm definitely more lenient with what I would describe as a long time. But I, I also think it's a shit show. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, their their tagline for a Great Angle, Great Rebellion, whatever they're called now, was it's it's happening. And it's like you've not written <laughs> your own trains, have you? Is it happening? Is it? Is it really?
1: <laughs> their, their slogan should have been double check. It's still happening. <laughs>
0: <laughs> last time we checked it was it was still happening i'm yeah. sure it'll be all right you know <laughs> it's just, sure all right. <laughs> well why do you want to go there anyway <laughs>
1: yeah it's like oh you didn't have a meeting to go to come on stay at home
0: <laughs> um yeah so you mentioned you mentioned half american uh and, and what what's the other half for those who don't who don't know you uh
1: northern irish i've i've kind of vowed this year to stop talking about that because i've had that in my routine for such a long time I just kind of, I'm like, oh man, yeah, Northern Irish is the other half, yeah. um, or Irish. So I've kind of, yeah, that was kind of my shtick because it gave me an opportunity to do voices, which I love doing voices. Mm. Um, but I, I don't know. I think my New Year's resolution is to do different voices. Like, because I can, re- I, like, it's easy to impersonate my mum and my dad. Yeah. But
0: like, I. Because no one knows what they sound like. So you could do any yeah. voice. No one's,
1: <laughs> not, uh, do you know what that was said no one's going to stand up and correct me. My mum and dad turned up to a show once and it was the funny women quarterfinal and my friends were there at the same time it was the most stressed i've ever been at a gig and my friend went yeah your parents seemed all right but your dad was making a lot of notes in the feedback form (laughs) (laughs) my absolutely shite daughter can't even impersonate (laughs) me (laughs)
0: i'm gonna critique my own daughter
1: yeah, yeah, I think it was, Especially
0: you know, <laughs> as well.
1: But yeah, I was like, maybe I'll do my Joanna Lumley, or like I have tried to before, and I've kind of panicked. So mm. yeah, I might try and do but more.
0: You are so good at that, like your Joanna Lumley. I was listening to uh, we we've worked on the um, BBC new comedy show for Radio North. But we've worked on that together for quite quite a while now. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I was listening to an episode of that a couple of months ago, and one of your Joanna Lumley sketches was was broadcast, and I thought, wow, oh, this- the budget's gone up they've got Joanna oh no (laughs) Jesus (laughs) it is so good
1: darling thank you so much I I can't it's always things I have to listen to her a bit before I can get it right but yeah she's got that lovely kind of darling wonderful (laughs) love the way she talks Um, but she'd be the best sugar mama Mm. like I would totally be a sugar baby for her like (laughs) I don't know sorry I don't know why I said that (laughs)
0: Revelation. got that on my there's notes. There's
1: <laughs> nothing better than saying something and then hearing the crackle of silence over a Skype call while Martin goes, Oh, okay, right. Uh, it's not that kind of podcast, but never mind. <laughs> I'm actually sweating now, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I mean,
1: it is warm. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, Joanna. Um, but yeah. No, so maybe Joanna Lumley, maybe a bit of Nigella Lawson. I don't know. I need to get, find some celebrities with, like, very distinct voices. Because, mm. like, you get people like Stacey Solomon, who's been like, oh, my God, I'm Stacey Solomon. Oh, my God. But, like, she's, like, not been on telly for years. So.
0: True. She's not a celebrity Gogglebox at the moment. Just oh, yeah, with, yeah she's, uh,
1: isn't she is, not she? Joe Swash.
0: And yeah. just, like, all, all they seem to be doing, I know the idea of Gogglebox is you sit down and watch watch telly, but every time they cut to them two, they're eating pizza. I, do, yep. I don't know. They like, are always eating. Just, I mean, fair play, do it like, yeah. but like, just every time it just seems like there's stuff in their faces. Just... <laughs>
1: All right, Gillian McKee. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All I want to do is smell a poo, is basically what I'm doing.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God, you know what? I feel less I feel less weird about saying I want to be trying a lovely sugar baby now. I feel a lot <laughs> less weird about that.
0: <laughs> that's, that's, that's that's, uh, just just even things out again.
1: That's <laughs> Oh my god. Do you know what I've realised is Norfolk people have like an almost like um, a northern twang to their voices. Mm. Like I'm seeing someone at the moment who's like a local boy and he like that you you say out like I don't know like out there. No that's like Northern Irish. It's weird. You have like a twang. You're welcome.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Sorry I didn't realise we. Were, I thought we were just doing the, the audio. I didn't think we were doing video. <laughs> um we see my twang um oh, <laughs> oh no <laughs> I, yeah i, I mean it's, it's a norfolk twang that's what that is i don't think you can really it, it's a mixture of loads of stuff because we're right in the middle really although we're east it's yeah. you know we're neither north nor south so we kind of yeah. bastardize both sort of accents really like the traditional accents it's weird, and then you know people yeah, get it but... wrong in west country so fuck it you know
1: yeah, it's like a weird, almost, yeah, it's almost like a Northern Irish way, the way you say out, oh, and like, phoneral mm. is my favourite. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard to have a, som- a conversation with someone who's like, yeah, right, because we're all there, really upset, and we're at this phoneral. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Again, your accent, your Norfolk accent is very. For someone not from Norfolk, it is very good. Like <laughs> usually, it goes, it goes, you know, West Country, Somerset, sort of thing. Yeah. Have like,
1: you se- have you I seen? Um... <laughs> oh, sorry. Say that again.
0: If, you, if you've watched Kingdom, you'll 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 know. Like it is shocking. Yeah.
1: Oh, wasn't that set in Swatham?
0: Um Yeah, that is supposed to be sort of West Norfolk, I, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because like, I don't know if you've seen uh, fighting with my family. About
0: Page, the WWE yeah, I, wrestler.
1: I <laughs> oh no, really! I love yeah, that film. The accents were the bad, accent. though.
0: Yeah, it was, was so heavy. bad. I was like, mm, "Can't do it. Can't do it." I, it was... I know Frost is in. There, Nick Frost is in there and, and stuff, and and I quite like watching films about Norwich or you know, it's got that mm. sort of element to it. Like yesterday with um, oh, I can't remember the actor's name, but the, the Beatles inspired film, which was filmed in Galston or parts oh, of it really? filmed in Galston. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I quite like that, but I, I just couldn't. I couldn't hack the accents. Couldn't they needed it. you in it. That's what
1: What it was. <laughs> oh, I get some accent for an accurate. Or like, this is the thing. I only really had the Norfolk accent properly when I started working here, because I went to UEA, and you're basically with people who are from elsewhere, so you don't ever really hear it. Um. And then I started. I moved back home to Essex for a bit, and then I started waitressing in Gerald's, mm-hmm. and that was the first time that I was like, oh. Because I was, I, I honestly thought the Norfolk accent was made up. I was like, oh, people are just, <laughs> people are just like being rude because they think they're all a bunch of bumpkins. And then, yeah, I worked in Gerald's and everyone literally had hay in their hair. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's right, in <isn't> it? <laughs> so I was <laughs> like, oh, wow. People uh, actually do say that's a right rummen.
0: They, they do, yeah.
1: You right, Darl?
0: because you get the old people in gerald as well you get the oldies so that's gonna be oh
1: my god yeah what are you doing in hair (laughs) yeah Yeah. i was like bloody hell so yeah that was the first time i was like okay no the accent is not a joke it's real (laughs) the
0: fear is real or the fair the fair is real
1: my favorite thing that my friend did so she is she's gonna hate me for saying this um I uh, I went around to a house not that long ago, uh, this pre-lockdown, and we we're having like a bit of a boozy evening, and uh, I said slanach, which is Gaelic Irish for cheers, right? Hmm. And being from rural Norfolk, she had never heard that, and she panicked and went shalom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is, your, is your friend uh, Jim from the- <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> Julie, I
1: was like, okay, I was like. Ellie, because I will throw her under the bus. What we've done there is uh, confused <laughs> Gaelic Irish with the Jewish faith. Um, <laughs> it was like it was just the panic. It was like she'd never heard it, and she just buckled and went shalom. <laughs> like, like, oh, She's Jewish. <laughs> I don't know what she thought i think it would just it was you know she went into panic mode it was head between the <laughs> knees like when you're on an easy jet flight and they're like brace brace <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna hate me for saying that but <laughs>
0: yeah It'd be fine. and uh and she'd you know uh, it was that's i think if we were thinking of a title for the podcast we'll, we'll call it shalom. yeah that's just <laughs>
1: Uh, I'd be careful as someone who is not of the Jewish faith I'm sure uh, (laughs) they would I don't think they want to be represented by either me or with all due respect my friend Ellie Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah (laughs) now I'm actually sweating Uh, (laughs) (laughs) no but um, yeah so that was the first time that I'd really ever kind of like started to really hear the Norfolk accent Mm. um person like kind of in the wild
0: <laughs> <laughs> A feral Norfolk accent. Feral
1: in the wild, like David Attenborough. But, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's yeah,
0: I've that's... enjoyed
1: mocking your people.
0: <laughs> yeah, well I've I've enjoyed watching you mock I don't know that's gonna be weird if we do that sort of level. Um <laughs> For those, I don't know. We'll put a clip of your your stand up before we have this chat, so it'll get to a rough idea of your style. But how would you, yeah, how would you describe your your style of stand up?
1: Um, chatty. Um, I have it like because I always I think I think I'm more political than I am. Mm. I don't think I'm that political on stage anymore. Um, but chatty, anecdote driven um I, I like talking about people from different cultures because I tend to gravitate towards people who have traveled from elsewhere like I love talking um to people who are like living here temporarily and so and as a result I've got a lot of weird anecdotes just from people I've lived with or places I've been and again an opportunity to do accents is always good um and yeah having foreign parents I guess I try and root it back to that and that feeling of being a bit of a drifter, like I don't feel particularly British a lot of the time, so I quite like talking to people who are kind of here temporarily. So I talk about that a lot. Like I've realised over the last year and I do cut in with a bit of politics. I try and like do like a bit of a politics sandwich when I talk about it because I'm aware it can be very divisive. Like I'm very left wing and I'm aware that. You know, I, I do occasionally do rural gigs, and I'm aware they're probably not going to side with me. So I tend to kind of weave it in in a way that they'll find appetizing because, you know, if I start launching it in a full rant, people will get upset or feel personally offended. Um, that said, I did a gig for BBC Essex Clacton Air Show, and Clacton is UKIP city. And I started doing all my kind of, you know, Irish lefty stuff and this guy who was topless he had essex tattooed on his chest he was tanned obviously and he was ripped and he came up to me, he was like will you stand up and i was like i'm gonna die i'm actually gonna die and he was like he was like i love that i was banter my son's got a birthday party here's my business card <laughs> <laughs> and like he was like the like ukip triple threat like his hometown tattooed on him Ford Fiesta as his profile picture England flag and Instagram bio triple threat he loved me though and I was like I was talking to him and I was like you you didn't mind me basically saying all stuff he was like no mate it's just banner (laughs)
0: Um, okay
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was like sure that is that is a win for me if I can appeal
0: (laughs) yeah I mean you've got you've got the El Murray effect it seems like you know the liberals get that you're taking you know taking the piss and then you know, the right wing people think it's just banter and it's fine. It's it's you have it, got that effect.
1: This is how the revolution will happen. This is <laughs> <laughs> basically my style is starting the revolution. <laughs> That's how <laughs> <Why not? laughs> yeah. I think that sums it up. Bit of impressions, bit of politics, bit of anecdotes, bit of global wandering. I don't know
0: just just again it's just the the sneeze of stars yeah
1: yeah just everything
0: just
1: every just i i can't i've just i have no focus is what i'm saying
0: (laughs) you've been tested um
1: yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) um i I suppose that the 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 obvious question the main question before we're gonna ask everyone on these podcasts is how how did you get into it It was it was it a planned? I'm going to go into stand-up, or did you sort of roll over and one day you're on stage talking, um, and doing jokes? Uh,
1: so I'd kind of always wanted to do comedy. Like I've always tended to want to find the jokes in something. Like my my kind of, I grew up with an Irish family, and family gatherings are just people sitting around, storytelling, trying to make each other laugh. So that has always been something I've gravitated to. And I, I love politics. So I and I used to I grew up watching Have I Got News For You? Um and I just knew that that's what I wanted to do. And I love things like Black when I was a teenager. So I just um and also the young ones and things like that. And I just knew that I wanted to do something involving comedy, maybe a bit of politics. And then I always wanted to do comedy at uni, but I never had the guts to do it. I did all sorts of other things like writing, I did editorial stuff for the newspaper. But what I actually wanted to do felt so terrifying and then there was like a uh, a workshop with it was billed as two professional comics I won't name them but they were not professional um, <laughs> and we did this oh, workshop okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you afterwards um oh. <laughs> I guess you could argue one of them is ish uh but like at the end uh there's a chance to do your stuff on stage Mm-hmm. and as we were chatting, I just kind of get more, I got more and more buoyed up, and I was like, actually, I think I'm doing it, I'm just going to talk for five minutes, what's the worst that could happen, I remember the first time I stepped on stage, felt terrifying, and it was just a tiny stage, in the corner of the grad bar, at UEA, mm-hmm. you know, half people weren't listening, they were chatting to their friends, like, but, yeah, it was, it was good, I really enjoyed it, and that was when I was 19, um, and then, in kind of from, so that was 2000, and, Thirteen until about 2018 for about five years it was really on and off like really on and off so I was very patchy I, I remember at the end of 2017 I was just dying a lot on stage because I like I never kept up any consistency so it started off well but it kind of being in Norfolk, I had to make the decision of: do I move to London or do I commit to commuting regularly? And then I settled on that one. Mm-hmm. So yeah.
0: Oh, nice. And and suppose, um, oh, what was I going to say? I've this bit out as well. My general sort of, um, what do I ask? Um, and and I suppose, do you regret the 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 commuting decision, or do you wish you sort of moved to a bigger city and and hit the sort of the, the local? Um, circuit there and, and get more spots were you sort of fairly happy with you I was,
1: I was fairly happy with my commuting um, I, I, I was still getting a lot of stage time and I still got to where I want to be wanted to be from it so there's there was times when I thought oh maybe I should move to London but I pr- prior to lockdown I was getting slots at like backyard comedy I had pending ones at like the Leicester Square comedy club and stuff, so I got to where I wanted to be, even by not living in London. So I was kind of happy, I felt like I was getting there.
0: Um, I suppose, yeah, I suppose that's quite nice because I think when when you're starting out, I don't know if people sort of said the same, same thing to you in your sort of early stages of comedy, mm. oh, you need to move to a big city to make it, and actually, you're kind of proving what we're what well, i'm trying to say as well but you're definitely proving you don't have to you can just commute if you're happy to commute yeah. you can achieve what you want to achieve without sounding disney and fluffy about it but yeah. you can, you can do it you can get into those good clubs because they are good clubs like they are you know top of the list in terms of the circuit so you, you know you can do it you, you are doing it which is which is good to see
1: yeah i started to kind of get there and it was like but what i will say is like I am privileged I'm, you know my family live in Essex still so you know if I was doing a late show I could go back to Essex afterwards or I've got friends in London and often I did stay on that couch if I was going to do a late show so you know I did have benefits that maybe some people coming from Norfolk wouldn't like I mean if you're coming from Norfolk and you don't have uh, friends in London um you're gonna have to also not only factor in the cost of the commute but also the price of paying for like hostel or something so it's it's definitely or you know you have to do that awkward thing of asking one of the other acts if they've got a couch you can sleep on it's yeah it's definitely I I'm lucky in some ways and I was also weirdly prepared to make a loss yeah. Um, at the beginning, because I knew that getting the train down to London in the evenings was going to be expensive, but I was prepared to do it because I love doing it.
0: Yes, good. Right. Um, so you're so you're gigging a lot, which is well, you know, before before COVID and everything, mm. and you're gigging loads and getting getting right there. What's your what's your favourite gig? What's the what's the one that stands out to
1: you? Oh. Prior to COVID, I had a really good gig at the Bill Murray in London. Mm-hmm. That's a great room. And also, but to be honest, my favorite gig of all time is the Stand Comedy Club. Yeah. Um, I did Newcastle, the Trifecta. I did Newcastle, Edinburgh, and Glasgow, and it was the best three days of my life. Like I, I tend to resonate with Northern humans slightly better because I do find not to say everyone, but a lot of the people who do quite well in London gigs do tend to have kind of wry kind of humour, it's this kind of oh, being terribly terribly clever. Um going up north, like the northern gigs, it tends to be about the general enjoyment of the room. Like maybe I'm being starry eyed and a bit biased, but honestly, like the general feeling was the MCs want you to have a good night. They want the crowd to have a good night. The people afterwards are just great people to hang out with. I'm sure there's pricks and those circuits too, but like Yeah. I just, I love it. I love going up north. I love going to Scotland. It's one of my favourite places in the world. It's, uh, I, I literally eat the stands whole for five <laughs> minutes on this stand on this podcast. Don't worry.
0: No, it's, it's good. I, I, I've always wanted to do the stand myself as well, but you know, you have to. You know, there's certain times of the year you book in for your open spots, and I always seem to miss it. i have never. Mm. Up there at the right time, but yeah, definitely. I think Stan's a good one to go and do. So definitely eat, eat its whole. It's yeah,
1: <laughs> I love it. They they asked me to send some stuff for their like their online shows, and I just didn't. Is that like, I have found uh, lockdown quite difficult? It has killed my creativity a little bit. Mm. Um, so I'm trying to do maybe more YouTube stuff. I might start doing YouTube things because um, yeah, it's an awkward time for us. Like we've got these lovely outdoor gigs, such as one Martin's doing, but it's not the same as it was it's you're not in a big room full of people anymore and it, it feels like half my life is gone so yeah I'm, I'm proper uh, digressing here but yeah sending I never got around to sending them anything because I just I was like I don't know what to write about
0: <laughs> no, it's weird isn't it and you are right with with the outdoor gigs I don't know, have you would this be your first gig in a, in, uh, in a week's time or have you done a live gig yet?
1: I haven't done a live gig since pre-lockdown it's going to be so, so bizarre
0: yeah yeah so a bit of a coaching already like it's um yeah just to prepare you it is weird because obviously in a room there's a roof on it so the sound even just from a very physical point of view the sound bounces off the walls and and it feels more enclosed mm-hmm. the, the sound just gets lost so although they laugh you can see they're laughing it doesn't feel like it because it just gets lost up into the sky which is a weird yeah of thing. Um, it's weird so it is. It is strange, but you know, the first ones we did were, you know, they were good. Everyone enjoyed themselves, and I think the main thing is now is is the safety point of view. With making sure that we're we're doing the right things and being very obvious that we're doing the right things. So there's the tables are spread out, so we're not everyone's all enclosed and and together to create that atmosphere as well. So it's it's weird, but you know, it's just one of those things that mm. you know, yeah. You or we don't do it at all. That's that's kind of the stage we're at at the moment. So.
1: Yeah.
0: So did you do any sort of um, online stuff at all? Um, any live gigs online, or have you just kind of waited until we back up to play properly?
1: Waited to back up. I just couldn't bear the thought of performing to my laptop camera. It yeah. just felt shit. That's not like um, for those who have seen me live in Norwich. I do chat a lot. Like I love <laughs> chatting to the front row, or I love chatting to the audience. That's one of my favourite bits about it. And just to not have that was kind of heartbreaking, to be honest. And like. Um, I just missed it i missed having the vibes of the whole room and it just felt dead having to do it to a camera um so no i haven't done any online gigs i did um a youtube video also for with what was it, uh, big the norfolk day oh, yeah. um yeah. I, I did a youtube thing for that and that was fun because i could kind of put the creativity in how i edited it but that was different that maybe kind of exercised that same muscle of having to try and make something funny but I yeah no no online stuff really bar one YouTube video
0: yeah I and mean, we did we did the, the roast battles but like me per, like Huma did quite a lot of stuff and content was perfect but mm. yeah me as a as a comedian I felt very unfunny for a good two months of lockdown and it was not only until we sort of started to look at doing gigs and, and online stuff that I started sort of writing jokes so I think you're probably going to be in the same boat as a lot of us where mm. at the start you just went, well, the gigs have gone. What's the point? <laughs> like, I'm not even going to write a joke now because I don't feel...
1: Yeah. Which
0: like, is a horrible thing because that's kind of what we do. Yeah. Um, so that was strange.
1: I definitely... Because I don't know if you got as well, like, with lockdown, the weird sort of brain fuzz, particularly mm. for the first few months, it, it wasn't just... Like, I definitely felt like kind of raison d'etre had gone, but it was also just the weird brain fuzz that I got from that sort of stage of panic of not knowing when life is going to get back to normal just killed any creativity because i was just i just felt weird all the time it's only now that i'm starting to maybe start to get a bit more creative again and starting to feel up to it but i mean i shouldn't be hard on myself like i wrote a script in that time but equally
0: i mean yeah you were very creative. like (laughs) like, (laughs) this but it did feel the
1: same yeah, yeah, it was a different type of creative, and I I missed yeah. the performing side of things definitely. Like yeah. I really missed that.
0: Mm. So looking at uh, we spoke about the local scene quite a lot already, and Norfolk yeah. and Norwich and all that. But I think the the main point of of humor, hence the word, is 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 local comedy, and mm. I think you know what we're trying to do is is to promote local comedy and local comedians. And you're local now, um, oh, is not it? Yeah um but how have you obviously you know there's not just humor there's there's gonzos and, and other other places as well that that have been in and around um norwich for a few years um but how have you sort of seen the local scene develop because you've done comedy for a little bit longer than i have and you've been in norwich for a little bit longer than i have doing comedy um have you have you seen the circuit develop have you seen any changes or you know what what's, what's your take on the local scene basically
1: it's kind of it's gone through a weird evolving phase so when I started it was mostly student run gigs so all the little gigs were the person doing you know the petty cash and the booking it and organizing it was usually a member of Headlights which is a comedy society at UEA Um, there's a birdcage gig which is still run by the very lovely Kieran Devlin Um, and that's very much still the same only that Kieran isn't as far as I know a student um it's it's predictable in the sense that you know it's gonna be at this point every month, it's gonna have a mixture of acts, some new, some not new. It feels very kind of polished and it always has had that feel. There was one run by Tom Clutterbuck called the Birdcage Cabaret, I think it was called, and that was Pro Act. Yeah. So that felt like there was some a pro scene emerging. Then Gonzos started to add a headliner in who are more pro. Um, and Gonzo started developing a bit of a cult feel And then you still the Gringos gig Which was a bit more student-y So it's always been like a mixture of student and professional And there were certain people who were like Oh, we should be more professional But I disagree because one of the, guests, the best things about Norwich Is you can have a bit of both You can have a cake and eat it You can have people who have not done a single gig And are shitting themselves on the bill With people who... Have done this for over five years, and that's really important because when you're starting off, having a headliner who's nice to you and will give you advice is such a good feeling. Somebody who's like, who has done it a while and can cheer you on, and like, not all the time, obviously. Some headliners are pricks, but like, yeah, you like having a mixed bill, which Norwich has a lot of, is really important. It gives it gives people confidence and. Just experience that's much needed so i've watched it become slightly more professional in the sense that more people come down from london and elsewhere to headline um and as a result you watch some promoters and stuff get ideas above their station about their gig and stuff so it went through that phase and then it's kind of coming back down again in that there's it's mostly just friendly promoters people wanting to put on good acts but also help those who are coming up from the bottom so that's that's where i'd say norwich is and what I've watched it do over the last few years is kind of go kind of find a nice healthy balance yeah
0: yeah I think um, um a mutual friend of ours Alex Oliver's kind of mm. summed up I think we were chatting the other night about um just just comedy and, and Norwich and which way we kind of see it going and he, he said nice word it was it was community it's a community feel it is that mix of like say so this mix of all levels of comedians on the same bill and, mm. and I think it's got that probably that northern feel where we just want to have a good night we're not necessarily trying to prove a point or anything like that it's not necessarily a lot of my stuff is not gagged anyway so it's not gonna be intellectual (laughs) (laughs) but like it's just let's have a good time and you want to try to stand up great let's try to stand up or you know it's that sort of mix thing so i think you've you've probably summed up quite nicely there
1: yeah i like that but um, Norwich gigs and it's you know if you do decide that you want to start commuting to London and doing those London gigs and finding your way around London which is hard by the way like I wasted a lot of time on gigs that would not get me anywhere but it's part of the process but that time you spend in Norwich just throwing the stakes are so much lower in Norwich just go out and gig and practice and then take that practice to London so people are impressed when you get there like I found that people are like oh you I've not seen you around but you seem experienced like that mm. is a good feeling because you carry to kind of ride that wave and start getting taken seriously when you go to elsewhere it's a lot like you're playing the long game with stand-up but it's Norwich is kind of a nice place to get that experience and yeah feel confident in yourself before you go and do better things
0: yeah and I think i think anyone not just sort of coming from norwich but people from outside of london going into london will always seem that little bit better and a little bit polished mm-hmm. um yeah you know, to compare you know with people at a comparative stage in terms of you know, time spent and stuff just mm-hmm. because you know there's not such a thing as a five minute spot outside of london really it, it there is but like you start doing tens from like day one you're like a you know, a newborn deer, you're walking as soon as you're born sort of thing. There isn't mm. that introductory stage like there is in London where it's just all five spots. You go down and you seem a lot more confident. I think, I think that's where doing gigs outside of London and then going back in is is a good thing. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think it's an it's exciting time for Norwich at the moment. And I I think we've, I spoke about this with a lot of people on the podcast and, and talked to people about it all the time, but with, with COVID, I think, the comedy scene could become a bit more regional anyway and promoters could be looking a lot more inwardly at the local circuit and start promote from within almost so that could be quite an exciting thing for Norwich where we're gonna you know we're, we're kind of ahead of the head of the curve in that sense that we were just kind of not looking after own our and not letting anyone else play with us but like it was very much a you know we, we sort of prioritized the local acts first I think
1: yeah I mean I found this when I went to Newcastle Edinburgh Glasgow like there's every kind of area has its own bubble and its own scene and you do forget outside of London that, you know, once you're outside of London no one really gives a fuck about London like, it's people, like particularly in Newcastle like, people have their own kind of bubble and it, their own kind of scene and it's great, like, you know just, definitely worth going to London to get your name about and you might get seen in London but, like don't, you know don't take for granted those kind of more local scenes because they're full of great people and, you know, they help grow you and give you a sense of confidence and, yeah.
0: Right. Shall we, shall we do our Alan Bennett-esque game um, to finish on? Um, for those who don't know what this is, where have you been? Why haven't you listened before? I will hunt you down. Um, but essentially, we are going to be spelling the word Norwich and Kira is going to come up with a different word for each letter, of the word Norwich um I've just stopped describing it as the Alan Bennett game really because it's it's not um um and also because <laughs> it was Nick, Nick is off ready when I come home is what Norwich spelt um and then mm-hmm. Tim Fitzhine pointed out that it really should start with a K but I thought you're just splitting hairs now Tim um, yeah <laughs> doesn't make any sense um but yeah so if, we, if you're happy we'll go through the word, and and we'll see what we'll come up with
1: um, I've not done words. I've done phrases, so that works.
0: <laughs> no, 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 that's fine. Words, phrases, wh- whatever. It's just, and then we might, we might divulge into what they mean, or we could mm-hmm. just go, yeah, fine, that makes sense. Um, and we'll leave it as is. But yeah, yeah. We, we'll start with N. So if you go,
1: uh, N is for nannas in Norr, in Gerald's. Uh nice. Because I worked as a waitress in Gerald's, and the nanas are the people who will simultaneously tip you and give you hell for not having the right scone that they wanted. So. Um, that's a bit twee. I actually feel a little bit nauseous at how twee that first one was. I hate <laughs> myself. I actually hate myself. Uh, fuck it. N is for not cuts.
0: Uh, <laughs> Brilliant. You've just changed change your mind halfway through here.
1: I'm gonna just it. <laughs> Um, O is for oh my god, are you going waterfront later? <laughs> um, one of my favourite things to do. Um, R is for Riverside Fuck Boys. <laughs> Martin knows what I'm chatting about.
0: Absolute fuck boy. Found a bit of scorn there, a little bit. <laughs>
1: so what I'm saying is, I've not forgotten you, Derek. Um, <laughs> um I. Oh no. Hang on. W. w W is for walking to avoid fuckboys on Riverside. Yeah, you're right. No, I'm not over it, Martin. Um, I, just want to, I, just, I just want to get off my chest. Okay, we've all had chlamydia once. Grow up. Um, I is for inkling that my Greater Anglia train might be cancelled. Um, What if I... Oh, uh, C is for catching the train to Sheringham because you deserve better than Chroma. Uh, like, I don't think I've ever been to Kriber and not wished I was in Sheringham instead.
0: Look, we're having a gig in fucking uh, isn't it? Jesus. <laughs> oh, sorry. I've just
1: It's fine. What a shithole! No,
0: <laughs>
1: not that much of a shithole. It's Only a little bit of one. Um, <laughs> uh, and the other one is just having a fight. On Prince of Wales Road. H- <laughs> That's what H is for. So, uh, yeah, there we go.
0: Lovely. That is Norwich, according to Kira Jack.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think there's some personal issues you just needs need to iron yeah, out. Yeah, I just,
1: just want uh, to get some stuff <laughs> off my chest, really. That's, uh,
0: yeah. yeah. Maybe you can have a fight with yeah. him on Prince of Wales. Who knows? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Right, Darren. Let's do this. Derek. I've already forgotten his name. <laughs>
0: Maybe you are over it. You just forgotten I've, him. I've but... moved on. <laughs> You're on to Darren now, or Darren, Darren, whatever it was. Yeah,
1: Darren. Moved on yeah. from Dar- Derek, Derek the Darren. No, yes, there we yeah.
0: go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, lovely. Thank you very much for joining us on this. That was a good chat. Um, Thank you
1: very much for having me.
0: No, it's fine. This will go out at some point before the gig. Cause otherwise, it'll be no, yeah, you know, pointless us saying you. At the gig next weekend because it would have been been gone but no um yeah cool yeah thank you very much for joining us and um i hope to see we'll definitely see you soon and uh, stay safe and all that
1: yeah thank you very much martin thanks for having me
0: And there you go, it's Kira Kira Jack there. Um, She will be joining us on the 14th of August at Giggles in the Garden at the bowling house. Um, I think she's sold out, actually. Uh, I think we've sold out for the Friday one at the time of recording, but there's still plenty of tickets left for Saturday and actually our kids show as well. But Kira is... um, a regular humor and she's done a lot of our new material nights and nights in Wyndham and stuff like that so if you do want to go see Kira, just keep an eye on the humor page because we'll publish the details there and um, but yeah just follow us on Facebook Instagram and Twitter uh tickets are available for the saturday night and the saturday lunchtime still on eventbrite uh, but as i say kira is unfortunately the friday and that is sold out now but i hope you enjoyed the chat with kira uh, we will be getting some more hosts or more guests on for me to host um and we'll talk to them about comedy and how they're suffering through lockdown right, thanks I'll see you later.